Welcome to the True Blue Riffcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Dave. My name is Christine DeBell, but many of you know me as Susan from A Talking Cat. And as you know, I have to go and get my cheese puffs out of the oven. So have a great time with Jeremy and Dave. See you soon. We are coming in right here on the podcast version. Welcome to the podcast version of the True Blue Riffcast. Everybody, I'm Dave, the number one Rift Tracks podcaster and fan in the world, and I'm joined as always by... Yeah, I'm Jeremy, I'm the other number one Rift Tracks podcaster and fan, and oh uh, our, our, our little intro song here was uh, actually from the new release from Rift Tracks, uh, Fa La La La, ah, it's called, uh, you can head over to rifttracks.com and go... Uh, click on music on our catalog and it'll show up. And uh, it is uh, a few tracks. Some of them we've already had. Uh, Here Come the Ice Cream Bunny is uh, one of them, which we had the instrumental version of that. A Feeder's Christmas <sighs> is on there. Um, Apocalypse Christmas that Bill did. Uh, was that last year or the year before? Dave it's so big now, I can't keep it in my head anymore. Uh, there's a song about what happens after It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. I listened to that today. Yeah. There's uh, a new, an instrumental version of Let's Have a Patrick Swayze Christmas from the old days. And probably the best thing, they included the dramatic reading that Mike did of Santa's oh. Christmas Circus featuring Wizzle the Clown. Wizzle the Clown. Which was yeah, such that's... a fun listen. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I, now I have that to worry about. Because, dude, <laughs> Mike is just... He's such a treasure. And I, I, I wish I wish someone would write a Mike's biography. Call it Mike Nelson. Like, get that woman who wrote Orson Welles' biography. <laughs> and hopefully... Mike won't go on Merv Griffin to promote it and then have a heart attack 15 minutes after the show ends and die. Hopefully that won't happen. We watched uh, the Garfield Thanksgiving special tonight with dinner. The kids wanted to watch Mm -hmm. it. And there's a scene in there where... There's a Thanksgiving one? Oh, yeah. From from the old animated days. Um, There's a scene where Garfield uh, gets on the scale in the bathroom. Because he went to the vets and... uh, Liz put him on a diet, and she also agreed to go out on a date with John, and he said he would cook her Thanksgiving dinner, which, of course, didn't go right. But uh, he stood on the scale, and it was a talking scale. And it was like, I can tell you your weight. I can tell you the weather. I can tell you anything that you want to know. And uh, he said, well, what's my name then? And the the scale's like, well, judging from your weight, you are Orson Welles. <laughs> I've seen every one of your movies, Mr. Wells. I've watched Citizen oh, Kane eight times. The French. <laughs> oh, that lovely wine commercial. So yeah, that's 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 that. Uh, I think that's yes. 
you you had an interesting uh, interaction earlier today, didn't you? Oh yeah. So um, as everyone knows, for like the last six months since I you know departed my previous employment, I have been self-employed using a rideshare app. I've decided that I will no longer um, use the uh, name of the rideshare app here on the True Blue Riftcast, even though you can go back to the archives and hear me say it, because I, I don't know if I'm like violating any terms of service. And quite frankly, I like to make money. So, you know, we'll just go ahead and that. But it rhymes with goober. <laughs> so um, I'm, you know, like, I get out a little bit earlier. I, I like to get out between 4 a.m. and 5, sometimes a little bit later, but like no later than like 6. And work, you know, until I make my uh, daily minimum. Uh, not going to say what that is, but it's it's more money than I've made at my previous jobs. Um, and uh, that means, you know, you got to take all kinds of rides and you never know what kind of person you're going to get. Um, sometimes they're talkers, uh, which is fine. Um, but like my, my, my rule is like, well, I don't have a rule. It, like if, if I had rules for writers, <laughs> they would be, <laughs> be fun and flirty. Uh, don't bring your dog crying out loud i don't care i don't like you didn't disclose you were bringing your dog i'm very annoyed of course you can bring him in it's not like i'm going to turn you away but i am very annoyed that you brought your dog um i made a whole list of humorous rules but there are rules but like one of the rules that i have in my mind is like okay if you're going to talk be interesting but if you can't be interesting don't be dumb Okay, so like, anyway, so my first ride of the day, get in. Now, I like have like um, Final Fantasy music that I play, like, you know, like softly in the car. Um, and normally people don't recognize it. This guy did. <laughs> normally. He, he recognized it immediately. He's like, and then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just pulling out of like, he's at some apartment in, in, in this unnamed city in, in, in Utah that Connor Stoka can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> narrow it down. Um, well, listen, but, listen to um, three seventy two pages, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a three seventy two pages reference. Um, and he's like immediately like I'm pulling out of this parking lot of this, this apartment that he lives in. And he's like, oh, my gosh, is this Final Fantasy music? And I'm like, oh, no, we got a talker. OK, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll talk to him. It's great. He's like and I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, this is uh, the, the Final Fantasy four soundtrack from 92. He's like, oh, my gosh, are you a gamer? And I was like, oh, God, I, I, I <laughs> I don't want to get sucked into a gamer conversation with this guy, but he drags me in. Like I, I can't not be polite and, and answer this guy's questions. One thing you'll, you'll, you'll find out as a rideshare driver is that the people who want to talk to you, they like want to 
experience the like like part of the Uber experience. Oh, oh oops. Boop. Welcome back to the edit. Part of the rideshare experience is like hearing like parts of like lore of like the driver's life. You have to like entertain them. Like, you know, so you have to like be prepared with like some interesting facts about yourself and like, you know, and sometimes you may have to make some stuff up. But um I don't know. But um this guy uh he wanted to know all about like my gaming life and he wanted to know like all like who uh the uh like 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 what kind of <laughs> games i like to play how long i've been playing games like like we started talking about final fantasy and he wanted me to rank all the final fantasies it's just like okay, like okay i will have this kind of conversation like with my friend jeremy or my friend edgy berserker or my friend al creed but like I don't want to get grilled by some stranger because I don't know where he's going to land on like these very specific entries in the final fantasy series. If I say the wrong one, Oh my God. Like if I say that, like I like final fantasy eight the best, which I don't, but if I do and he doesn't, if he, he likes final fantasy eight or doesn't like it, that is, that could, that situation could turn volatile very quickly. That's a one star rating right there. Yeah. Yeah. So and no um, tip. Eventually, we get around to talking about Mario, okay? And he just gets real excited, like, oh, man, how many times did you see that movie? And, of course, I assume he means the 2023 animated movie, Super Mario Brothers, or the Super Mario Brothers movie. What is it called? What, what is the uh, official Super title Super Mario movie? Brothers, the movie, I think. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers, the movie, whatever, like the animated one. And I was like, yeah, I saw it once. And... He's, he flips out and starts questioning my Mario fan cred because I only saw it. Like, how could you only see that movie once in the theater? I saw it like four times. And I was like, you saw it four times in the theater? Why? Why? I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's, a, it's okay. But like, you know, I'm not going to go see it four times. I saw it like with my brother's family. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, it was, and this went on for 20 minutes, like this, like, like this kind of conversation. And it's how, it's like, first thing, it's, it, it's got to be like four or five in the morning. I, I don't remember what time I went out, but it's very early in the morning. It is before 6 a.m. And I'm, I'm getting grilled on my gamer, on my gamer cred, my, my, my favorite, like, like, yeah, it was, it was a very uncomfortable situation. And, uh, I couldn't wait to get him out of the car. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too early for that type of thing. Dave, did he, was he? He wasn't wearing a fedora, was he? No, he wasn't. Okay, um, and so at least there's that. He was not. He was not. He was. Oh, what movie was it that we said uh, was the uh, nice guy equivalent of of like the of like nice guy movies? It was recently. It was something that we talked about. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. Was it was it a riff, or was it just yeah, a it regular was, yeah, movie? Yeah, you know, it was a regular. It was a regular like rift movie. It was something that like it didn't feel like a real movie. Maybe it was Samson and Delilah. No, I wouldn't say that about that movie. No. We'll figure it out. We'll like have yeah. to go back and. 
and figure it out. Eventually, we'll figure that Eventually out. Eventually, we'll figure it out. We will remember what we've said on this podcast before. But um, speaking of things we've done on this podcast before, how about we do some Name That Jeremy? Yeah, it's my turn to do bad. All right, you are in the hot seat, sir. I think these are some really good ones. I got to put my peepers on. Uh, oh, look at that. Got to put your eyes on. So I can like so I can read from because I I wrote it in a notebook. <laughs> physical physical media. You know, like when my subscription to uh Amazon HBO Prime Plus ends, I will still have this notebook. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. But, um, okay, are you ready, sir? It's time for uh, Name That ready Jeremy. ready as I'm going to be. Where, I, where, we, where we quiz Jeremy. When I do it, it's Dave That Riff. When Jeremy does it, it's Name That Jeremy. Yep. That's what we've decided this game is because it needed two titles. Um, so, uh, what happens here if you're this is the first Citizen time Yard said you're you, going analog with it? That's true, I am going analog. Thanks for being here, Citizen Yard. Um, so, uh, I'm going to uh, quiz Jeremy on quotes or riffs from previous riffs, uh, going from 2006 to present, and uh, he gets uh, two tries, uh, to figure out which quote or riff. That uh, that the what, whatever riff tracks release it came from, right? As an and, ad break uh, starts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is an ad break starting? An ad break just started. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll but, vamp until it's over. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, you what are you drinking, Jeremy? Let me know when the ad break's over. I have uh, Dr Pepper Zero. Doctor. Oh, Coke Zero. <laughs> The zeros. It's got, got non nutritive sweetener, which is about the only thing I can have in a drink so it doesn't change my blood sugar at all. Are you diabetic? That's, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I was diagnosed that. with diabetes. Uh, when was that? That was in the springtime, I think. Oh. Whenever the last time I went to the doctor. I feel was. like I, I feel like. But it doesn't matter this, now because was... I don't have health insurance anymore. Hooray for the American oh, no. healthcare system. Yeah, I because I I don't have it now, and uh, if I get it through my work, it is it is not cheap, like okay to the point where it might not be worth getting it through my employer. Uh, I haven't had health insurance in fourteen years. I figure if I get sick, I'll just die. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where I'm at too it's, at this point. I'll just, I'll just expire. It's okay. Is the ad break <laughs> over? Talk, yeah, it's, it's got twenty seconds. It's death. got twenty seconds. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a good way to it's vamp. Very it's, macabre. Yeah, dying and. You really Dance about dying. macabre, as Stephen King says. Read any good books lately? Um, yeah. If I, I thought I had it sitting over here. I finally, I finally read Dumb, Dumb, Dumb. Uh, the Mary Joe Peel book. I've never even heard of that. It's a book Mary Joe Peel put out uh, oh. last year or the year before about her mom and different experiences with her mom. Her mom used to write little reviews of things and places and movies down on little note cards and just like put them away. And she found them, I guess, after she passed. And so she kind of goes in between the note cards and what they were about and then something in the past that, you know, some 
thing Some... turn her mom and it was it was really good it was funny it was it was uh was poignant? kind of heart-wrenching there were some very sad parts uh but yeah it was it was very very well written okay all right so uh, is the ad break over yeah i think we're done vamping okay. now all right so we're done vamping and now we're we're into name that jeremy okay yeah. so here we go here's number one <clears throat> it's from 2017 Okay. And um, it's from a VOD. You're like Grima Wormtongue in a miniskirt. I'm guessing that was a riff. Yes. That was Kevin, if it helps. Is this one that we've done a riff from before? That's not like, that's not it, one of the it, clues, it, sir. <laughs> uh, 2017. 2017 people in a miniskirt. 2017. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna throw something out there. I'll say Ator, the fighting eagle. No, uh, that is incorrect, sir. Okay, I figured What's your it would first be. clue. Yes. Okay, first clue. <clears throat> this movie is an unofficial sequel to two different Rift Tracks movies. What? <laughs> unofficial sequel to Say two it different again. Rift Tracks movies. This is an unofficial sequel to two different Rift Tracks movies. It's really more of like a sideways sequel for one of them, but it's an unofficial sequel for another. Oh, man. A sideways sequel for... the hell <laughs> i think that confused me more than anything else uh i thought it would have given it away but I mean, it's not a judgment well, it kind of is but whatever <laughs> uh i'll i i don't know i got nothing i'll just say replica because no it's James not replica. Movies. i'm okay. sorry okay cool so what's the, the last clue, clue? Second clue is this is the second Rift Tracks movie to be filmed at Pirates World. And it came out Oh, oh, uh Wonderful Land of Oz. That is the Wonderful Land of Oz. That is correct, but Duh. So, all right. So, I forgot that was 2017 for a second. Okay. All right, cool. So, this next one is an MP3 from 2007. Okay. So, we're going back in time a little bit. And this one might be a little bit easier. Uh, sir, we've lost all contact with Captain Kirk and Dr. McCoy. To which Mike riffs, I know, it's great, huh? Okay, well, um, oh, God, what is it? Uh, is that, uh, did they do Undiscovered Country? Is that Undiscovered Country? <laughs> I know it's one yeah, of the Star official- Treks, but... I, I'm going to say Discover Country, yeah, yeah. It is Star remember. Trek 6 and Discover okay. Country. Okay. Good job. The um, the uh, the clues for that was this is one of two Star Trek movies directed by Nicholas Meyer, and both of those movies were Rift, which is yeah. uh, The Wrath of Khan and Star Trek 2 and Discover yeah. Country. And the second clue is this is the last Star Trek movie to focus on Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Uh, and then, okay. Then. All right, cool. So you're one for, th- you're, you're one for two. You're 50%. Woo! And uh, last one. I at least got one right. <laughs> I wasn't sure about that this, tonight. 
This one is this one is a VOD from okay. 2017. You lily-livered punk! I'm running this camping trip. Uh, Star Games. Incorrect, sir. That's the only one I can remember with camping in it. Okay. Uh, first clue. Oh, uh, this one was one of the movie. This was one of the movies that featured the infamous 2017 bear run. Uh, grizzly. Incorrect, sir. Oh my God! So it's Day of the Animals. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't Star Games. It wasn't Grizzly. It's Day of the Animals. Second, second clue is Leslie Nielsen without it. With, Leslie Nielsen with his shirt off, and it, yeah. yes, that is that is Day of the Animals. I mean, with Grizzly, I mean, like you had like a 50-50 chance. Yeah. Between Grizzly and Day of the that's, Animals. That's that's what I was thinking. So. It was a flip of the coin. I just you flipped li- it the wrong yeah, way. But that was that was Leslie Nielsen that said that line. You lily livered punk. I'm running this camping trip. It's after he smacked someone in the backpack in a rainstorm. And he just fell down like, ah, my backpack. Uh, you felled me, sir. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into our, our other regularly scheduled uh, things here that we talk about, like uh, seeing what the hell James One is up to and uh, – our weekend box office. We got one other thing that I want to talk about real quick. Okay. Uh, because uh, this might be a death knell for something. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very. It's not looking good. We we're talking, of course, about the uh, the crowdfunding for Mystery Science Theater season fourteen. Uh, Jeremy. For some Jeremy, reason, Jeremy, started Jeremy. at the beginning of. Uh, the beginning of it was during the uh, the the actor strike, so nobody could promote this. Like that was not smart in and of itself. There's four days left. Um, it is at forty percent right now. Uh, How much of the okay. of the goal to make just the six features and six shorts? So it needs to make of its of its, of its first level. Of the first level, it's at forty percent of the first level, not forty percent of the whole overall goal. Forty percent of the first level. Guys, it has one point nine million out of the four point eight million dollar goal for the first level of funding. I think we need because we because Jeremy and I have talked about this obviously offline, and I think it's important to point out that we're not. I know on this podcast we're not fans of the, of the revival. Yeah. But I think it's also important for us to point out that we're not gloating about this. This no. is not something that we're happy about. This is bad. It's, well, it's, 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 it's kind of bad. I also think it kind of needs to be a wake up call for some people. I think uh, I think it's I think Joel. it will be. There's not really there's not really any way that it couldn't be because there's there's just a few things around this that are just like it's it's bad timing when they started it first of all. Uh the other thing is a lot of people are getting tired of being the people who fund these seasons. Uh, yes, with, I think it's it's too much. It's too much that they're asking of people. Like they have not they have not paid for any of the episodes of the revival at all. No. Netflix no, covered like, the cost for the first the first uh, two season seasons. Two. And then uh the fans paid for I think for it was only for season two, wasn't it? Wasn't season it just three. season or 
Yeah, like like what season? The, the fans covered season one. That was the first initial Kickstarter that got six million dollars back yeah, in twenty fifteen. You're right. You're right. You're right. There was that. And then Netflix covered Netflix like a did six, the gauntlet, like like an abbreviated season in like yeah. what was it like twenty eighteen something like that. Yeah, and then um, and then the fans paid for season thirteen, uh, in which yeah, they it, were told that the funding from thirteen. Most of that was to be making um, their streaming app, the Gizmo. Making their app, yeah, the Gizmoplex. It was promised during that round of fundraising that this was going to be it for fundraising because the Gizmoplex was going to be the thing that generated the revenue. That's going to be enough for them to make whatever they want after that. Obviously, that didn't happen. And yeah. I think people are just, they're just sick of it. I mean, there's there's 11,000 contributors right now. That's and way, they're, that's they're, not, a, that's, that's they have not 60% left to go in four days. Now, they are going to have like their, their the MST of Turkey Day Marathon thing, I guess is what's supposed to be like the final like push for fundraising. And that might get them close, but I honestly don't know if they're going to make it. To even their first level? I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it to even their first level. I think if they do, they're going to be lucky. And now they've announced, like, the first three movies that they, that they plan on doing, and they expected the third one to give them a big push on the crowdfunding. The third Was one... It, uh- was Plan 9 from Outer Space. Okay, now, okay, let me tell you why that doesn't make sense. Because that movie is free. That that movie is public domain. You don't need to crowdfund to riff that movie. You don't. Like, that's all they had to do was, honestly, they could make a six-season thing, or six-episode season, and just do six movies that are public domain. Yeah, public domain movies. Well, okay. And then charge Jeremy, people for them through the that. Gizmoplex, and there you go. There's your there's your funds for for everything. But I can't I can't say anything else without be, being extraordinarily mean or sounding that way. Yeah. But it's not it's not about that, and I don't think it ever has been as far as the revival goes. I think it's about like I I think that the um and this is just me doing like you know me being in this this fan world for as long as I have been. I think that like number 1 I, it's like you said I think certain people the fans are getting tired of funding this escapade. Mm-hmm. And like it's been 8 years the fan base hasn't grown. Um, but also I think that, you know, it, it got, got canceled, I guess, from Netflix. Um, but I, I, I think that Joel doesn't realize that mystery science theater isn't the cultural phenomenon that it was 30 years ago. I don't think he realizes that it doesn't have the popular culture reach that it did when he was on the show. Yeah. 
this is this has become what Mike Nelson and and crew have done at Rift Tracks is that they have focused in on a specific audience, the specific audience that that wants this, and they cater to that. I mean, as 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 much as I love Rift Tracks and I want it to be considered its own thing, it's essentially um, an MST3K legacy project, and oh, it absolutely. works. Um, but we, I've, I've said this before, we are an aging fan base and we're not getting a whole lot of new fans adding, coming to, and, and wanting this, this product, um, yeah. between Joel wanting to like produce this on a mass scale, the way that he is like millions and millions and millions of dollars. I mean, these these episodes are insanely expensive to make them the way that he wants to make them. You need to have some kind of 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 monetary return to match that millions that you put into it. And that simply isn't coming anymore. Yeah. Um, so. I just. It's just as David Lynch would say, it's such a sadness what has happened and it's like i don't know it's like there's there, there's really nothing we can do but just kind of like sit back and be like i don't enjoy seeing this happen to them no i don't i really don't but i mean if it if it if it takes this kind of a failure and that's what it is uh failure to because like they set the bar no one else set that bar. Nobody said we need like no like the the fans didn't say we will give you seven million dollars to make twelve episodes. Yeah. Okay. That was a bar that was set by Joel. Okay. You don't like. We don't have seven million dollars to give you every 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 two years. We we I mean maybe we do, but I think that at some point, you know. You're going to have to come down to earth and realize what this thing is now and that it's a basically a nostalgia property and need to treat it like a nostalgia property. The, the audience is not what it is. This audience is not what it used to be. No. You know, the audience. Yeah. So I'm like. And I don't know what else to say about it, really. You know, I'm not happy that this is happening, but I. I, I don't think, think it's a good thing, but I mean, I think it's going to be a wake up call. I think, or at least it should be. Yeah. If it's not, then I, I, I don't know where that brand goes from here. If, if it even makes it to their first goal to make the six episodes, I think that's going to be it for a while. Like, and I, it should I, be, I think that I think that's going to be it. And yeah, because yeah, like you said, we there's not really much more to say without starting to sound mean, and that's not where we're coming from on this. And we yeah, don't that's want not it like you know. And then way. like it's gonna sound like we're attacking like the fans of it, and we're not. We don't have a no. problem with other misties because essentially that's what we all are. But we talk about Rift Tracks here, and this is this is related, of course, because Rift yeah. Tracks is an MST3K legacy project, but at its core. But at the same time, you look at how Rift Tracks has been successful 
Like we're in like eight, 18 seasons. So many, like 500 plus movies. We so big. We can't even fit it in our heads anymore. Like, like all of it, you know, like I updated the wiki today and I'm probably going to have to like, I have like a page that says list of official feature length riff tracks. I'm probably gonna have to cut that in half because like, it takes so long to load like the code. <laughs> For like yeah. the listing, I'm probably have to sp split it in two, like you know, like seasons one through ten, and then seasons eleven through eighteen. Like there's there, there's so much of it; it's so prolific. MST could be that if it wanted to be, if it just yeah. adjusted. It could easily, be but that. I think, like you know, but I think you know they want to have they want to have the puppets, which I understand. They. I think there's a way to maintain. I I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to maintain the puppet show aspect of it, and and keep it alive. I don't know if there's a way. I'm 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 not saying that like by me saying I don't know if there's a way that there is no way. I don't know how you would be able to keep the puppet show and. Um, have it be financially successful if there I think is the a only way, way you could i don't keep know it, what it is so you could keep it as a puppet show at this point and it would be to honestly ucg ucg in the corner you'd have you'd have uh some base animations that you just stick in there you don't you just have to edit it in and i'm going to say something that just that just came to me and I know people aren't going to like it. <sighs> but you could keep the puppet show aspect of MST3K and keep it going. But you're going to have to pay your actors a lot less. Which means you're not going to be able to have union actors. Yeah, you're going to have to ditch sack. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what to find. To you're going to have to find some. You're going to have to find some. Some hungry act. Uh, also, non union writers. Like, you're going to have to. You have to go back to your roots. You have to make it small town again. You cannot produce that show in LA. Yeah. And that's. that's like, you cannot another, have Hollywood that's writers another part and of Hollywood the actors doing yeah. it. That's. It's. They're trying to make it too big, I think. And you certainly can't have Jerry Seinfeld and Will Wheaton and O.J. Simpson and whoever the hell else you want come and guest star on your show. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Yeah. All right, I think I think we've I think we've yeah I think we've, we have that. we have yeah. Anyway, anyway, Top Gun? let's take a look oh, at no, the weekend wait. box office. Oh yeah. Uh, the number one movie, a new release last week, The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, Trolls Band Together, another new movie, and number two. Uh, in the number three spot, another new movie, Thanksgiving. That's the new Eli Roth horror movie. Uh, then at number four, The Marvels, and at number five, Five Nights at Freddy's. Is something going on with Stephen King and the Marvels? What's going on there? Is that something we don't want to talk about? With Stephen King and the Marvels? Apparently Stephen King got on Twitter or X and was like, I, he said something incredibly stupid. 
He said, I don't like the Marvel movies, but I'm going to defend the Marvels against people who are talking bad about it. And it's just like I, I can I can tell you the I can tell you the no, reason for that too. Well, uh, yeah, but the but the thing is okay, but the thing is he 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 to be like, I don't watch these movies, I don't like them, but but let me defend them. And it's just like okay, I get it if you don't like what people are saying for the reasons that they're saying them or your perceived reasons for saying them, I get that. But you don't start it off by saying, <laughs> I don't enjoy these movies. Yeah, no, absolutely Like not. that's like, that's very strange. It's a very strange way to do that, Steve. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if you're going to uh, defend a I, movie, don't say you don't like it. I did watch it uh, last, last week, last Thursday. And How uh, was it? I liked it. It was a very enjoyable movie. Um, a lot of people are just crapping all over it for the same reason that they were crapping all over, you know, Star Wars uh, Episode Eight and uh, Captain Marvel when that came out, and it's 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 those guys. Okay. because uh, the movie's fine. It's yeah. it's okay. Here here's my scale, and I'll try and do it in in the frame of the camera. So up here we've got like Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the the cream of the crop, and then down here we have Thor: The Dark World. It's kind of weird that they're both Thor movies, but wow, you know what I'm saying, uh, the Marvels is probably about here. Like wow. eh, you know, a solid seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's not. It's it was. It's entertaining. You, think, you're gonna I, have fun. While I think probably. It. I think probably the MCU probably needs to go on ice for. For a well, there's not, and then there's not I anything. Have a revival. Yeah, there's not anything for a while. I think the next thing is Deadpool. I heard that at Deadpool, some point next year. Deadpool is going to be like the only one next year, which is like okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, there's you know, uh, like, they're like, doing there's a TV like, series. Like, let everybody forget about Jonathan Majors. I watched, I watched Loki season two, uh-huh. and my God, was. Jonathan Mazur's performance as 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 old timey timely yes talks my god very slow that performance no (laughs) specifically that that acting choice like like that delivery yeah my god is that horrible (laughs) (laughs) and I was like I was watching it I was like oh my gosh this is so bad I really liked the second episode of of season two, but I think that third episode where they went to Chicago, I think that it, it just all fell apart. Yeah, I I liked where it ended. Yep. Uh, I thought that was a really cool way to end things um, for the show. That but, that ending, ooh. There's there's not. But, but, I mean, there's not much else that's coming out um, for Marvel. We've got yeah. the Echo show, which is just a five episode miniseries, um, which is. A mature rated show, uh, and it kind of ties in with Daredevil, and it feels from the preview, it feels like the Netflix series, like the Netflix stuff. Um, uh, Tom Hiddleston even, says that he's done with Marvel, though. You hear about that? Probably because what else is he going to do at this point? <laughs> After the yeah. way they ended it, I mean, he's kind of stuck there. He can't really do anything. But enough, yeah. enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, yeah, enough of that. Yeah. Let's. Uh, James Wan isn't hasn't been doing anything. Uh, he's on vacation oh, in Hong God. Kong right now. That's it. 
So there's what he's the hell James Bond is doing. Hong Kong Thanksgiving. He's on yeah, vacation. Okay. Yeah, he's on vacation in Hong Kong. He's on the holidays. Yeah. On Hong Kong in Hong Kong global warming climate change. Yeah. So I guess I guess we should finally. It's only been forty minutes. I guess we should finally move on to some. Yeah, because we talk about like the movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh first let's. Do we, uh, do, we do we want to talk about Top Gun? Because we because we we, we we've did, talked about that movie. We at did length talk about before, Top Gun, or I yeah. have. I don't remember how much we talked about it, but just just I to touch on it, just to touch on it a little bit. Yeah. This this riff is yet another reminder for us of how great the Just the Jokes releases can be. Yeah, just how much, like, they're just like... I, I know I say it all the time that I miss the MP3s, but, like, before I watched this, I'd, I'd say about two weeks ago, I watched... I finally watched the Dune MP3. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. It was so great. It's just like every line was just like a winner. And then I watched this. Guys, I don't know, like like Top Gun Maverick, the, the riff for Top Gun Maverick. For me, it's riff of the year. Like it beats Truth or Dare. It beats Rad. It beats anything. Like even like it, it even beats the other movie we're going to talk about, which is fantastic. <laughs> but we'll get to that. But it's just like. Every every line was just like an A. It was just every every riff. I mean, like you know, usually we focus on the movies here, like on the podcast. Yeah. But the riff on this was just, was just it was so sharp. Yeah, there and was a it was lot just of great so stuff in it. funny. It was just like it was just like on fire, and I I was just like man, I I don't know what can beat this. Like you know, like I like like <laughs> like unless something comes along. So, I don't know what else can come along and, and, and blow this out of the water because it'll take something significant for me. But for me, right now, this is Riff of the Year. There there were a couple riffs in particular that stuck with me. Um, the, the first one Dave and I were talking about right before right before we went live, um, they made a, uh, a reference to Rad in it. Uh, when mm-hmm. when uh, of course Tom, you're gonna when, like that when Tom Cruise was getting ready to get into the the plane to go Mach ten, uh, they were like, "All right, let's walk this sucker." <laughs> and uh, so I I laughed really hard at that. But the other one that that got me, and it just kind of came out of nowhere, uh, it was during the flashback when he was remembering what happened with Goose in the first movie, <laughs> and that's when they're they're like floating in the water. And Bill goes, Duck! Duck! And then Tom Cruise says, Goose! And then Mike says, In Minnesota, he's called Gray Duck. And that Minnesota is the only state that I know of that their Duck, Duck, Goose is not Duck, Duck, Goose. It's Duck, Duck, Gray Duck. Duck, Duck, Gray Duck. <laughs> yeah, they say Gray Duck instead of Goose. And as far as I know, that's only in Minnesota. It's um, the law. And uh, so I thought that one was that one was really funny. And anybody who lives in Minnesota obviously is going to get it. And people like me <laughs> who just have all this useless dumb stuff in their head. But yeah, there is a line. There is good. a riff. There is a riff that is goose related, um, where um, Tom Cruise is uh, doing some kind of maneuver with. Um, 
Miles Teller, who is way too ugly to be in this movie with all these beautiful people. <laughs> but uh, they're doing something, and then I think it's Bill that says, it's like, okay, just hit the ejector seat, and they're like, oh, no, not again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could not stop laughing. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of good stuff. The flashback to when they're um, in the bar and uh, Goose is playing Great Balls of Fire. And he's just like, oh, I, my dream is that my son will grow up and wear the same clothes as me and have the same stupid mustache and play the same song <laughs> in the bar. Uh, Jennifer <laughs> Connelly, and I like I she... liked Top Gun Maverick. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm not the only one. It made almost $1.5 billion in the box office. So, Oh, yeah. But then it was, but then it was taught by Avatar Two, a movie that made two billion dollars. But I don't know anybody who saw it. Yeah, I didn't. I still haven't seen the first one. So, oh, you should. You will see the rift tracks. I know. I have. I know. I've my, been meaning to. I have it in my library. I've been meaning to watch it. It's. You, a, it's I. I. You can pirate. You pirate everything. Pirate everything else. You probably have Avatar someplace. I, I do. I actually own it, and uh, I just I, it's a long movie. I just haven't made myself sit down to watch it yet. Okay. I also I well, haven't watched Top Gun the uh, the Avatar or Avatar. God, the Avengers Endgame riff. I haven't watched that one yet either, just because it's so long. And I just I think I may have had it on when I was playing Mario Kart once. I, I don't know. It's been a while. I I watched, <laughs> and it was during the pandemic. I watched and and loved the Batman versus Superman riff, and I know I would really enjoy the Batman or the God. My brain is mush right now. I think it's because of this movie that we're going to talk about. I think uh, yes. I, I I think maybe the star of the Paradise Motel is having an effect on you. <laughs> and we should probably talk. We should probably start talking about that before uh, we bring up the uh, Val Kilmer incident. So anyway, that was our discussion <laughs> of Top Gun Maverick. It's very good. He's trying to get out it's of a very that. good movie and a that, very good. That, yeah, I'm. I, I am getting out of it, sir. I'm not going to I'm not going to go into it, but Top Gun Maverick did give us. Uh, an entry in the true blue lexicon and it's called the Val Kilmer move it. And that's for things that blow up in Dave's face. Yeah. Things that blow up in my face. If you want to know, you're going to have to dig through our episodes and find the one where we talked about Maverick. We don't even know what episode that was in. I bet Josh Flowers knows. He might. Because that's like, that's like his favorite moment of the entire podcast. When, uh, when we talk about other things, I, they're not cataloged by anything else that we talk about. They're only cataloged by what riff tracks we talk about in them. So yeah. I have no idea which one that would be. In. It's somewhere. It, it was last summer, summer 2022, somewhere in there. Go go look for it. Maybe it's on Cats. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, my puppy. But anyway, we have to talk. We <sighs> there. We, we need to talk about the Paradise Motel. I know it's we been a We <laughs> have to talk about Paradise Motel. This movie, wow. or we're going to go from one True Blue Lexicon to another. This movie 100% has the Copper Mountain effect. Uh, because It's way it more enjoyable felt, than Copper Mountain, though. Oh, absolutely. But this movie felt like it was just never going to end. Like, it, it was just only an hour kept, long. It was an hour and, what, nine minutes? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, there, there's, a, there's, there, there, there's a version all. of this movie. There's a version of this movie that I think is 90 minutes. Uh, I think it's and 80 I because don't it's, a, it's an hour and 20 minutes. Okay, all right. Well, I don't know what they could have cut out 
because the uh, only, stuff they leave in. The only thing I can think of is actual nudity. And I say actual nudity no. because the the main the, the main character uh she takes her clothes off in one scene and you see her from the side. Yeah, and uh, I'm amazed that we yeah. I think she has like a pasty on or something. Because it's yeah, like, like, does she it's have no more, nipples? Like, yeah, yeah, it's more than side boob, but it's thankfully. Uh, but we're oh, look, getting, guys, we're getting okay. way ahead of ourselves here. This is, <laughs> this, this is this is not nudity you 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 really want. It's just, this is like this is. I won't say it's worse than Sharks of the Corn nudity, but <laughs> I mean, my God, it's like no, don't don't do this. This, this movie, I think. I think we need to come up with a with a new term for this. This movie should be uh, a crime because this, along with the guy from Harlem, always felt like it was like about a to turn into a about porn, to start. Yeah, porno. yeah, and I mean, this is these are not the only two movies we've ever had this on, but I, I think we need that needs to be like. I think we need to come up with a term for that. I don't know if we want to. Name it after well, the yeah. guy from Harlem, but it just no, gotta be it's gotta let's be not something. Do that from, no, let's not do that to the guy from Harlem because this movie is way worse than that. Well let's um, just let's just have yeah, it the paradise effect or something. Yeah, well well no we'll let, come up with let's a not do that it. because a, a girl I know uh, a girl I know who is a very, very good professional wrestler, her ring name is Paradise. And if we call it the Paradise Effect I will not feel good about myself. I feel like I'm talking about my friend, talking about my friend Brittany, and what's, I don't want to. No, yeah, let's let, let's let's this? not call it the Paradise Effect because I mean, that, look, I know there's a ten thousand percent chance that 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 my friend Brittany will never watch or listen to this podcast. However, uh. I won't feel good about it because this this movie is just that bad. We should probably let the listeners know just what in the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so this movie was directed by the same person who made uh, Apex Predators, and it also has this, a couple of the same actors, including Mel Novak. And uh, mm-hmm. what what was what was Mel Novak known for, Dave? Do you know? Do you remember? I, I what he was actually I, bro, known for? I don't know. I, I'm just gonna say, like, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna like, put myself out there and take the hit to my riff tracks cred or bad movie cred. Say, I don't know what Mel Novak is famous for. Uh, well, he was in um, Black Belt Jones and uh, Game of Death. So he he was in a few uh, a few popular movies way back in the seventies. <laughs> They're so popular that I've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of Game of Death? No. Come that's on, man. uh that's a Bruce Lee. I grew movie. up watching Saturday's Warrior. That was that was that was Bruce Lee's final movie. I don't uh, know what that means. But, but Mel Novak was also in a, another Rift Tracks movie. Oh. Uh aside from uh God, I already forgot. Apex Predator. Uh, he was in Lovely But Deadly. Oh, I just found yeah, that out. Another one that's uh, completely left my brain. The Lovely But Deadly was a very good 
That's I a cheerleader remember one, it was right? a very good. Uh, yeah, that, that the one was. Where they... Yeah. Isn't that the one where they had like the underwear fight in the uh, in the in the locker room? Yeah. Oh, he was also okay. in uh, Future War that they did in uh, MST3A back, uh. back in the day. So he's been anyway. He's been in a so few, uh, riff things, but it's I his <laughs> movie is like 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 it, it, it's 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 hard like like so many of the movies that we talk about. It's so very difficult to explain. Let, oh, let the, the to like to paint a picture, to paint a picture of this movie is that the reason we're dancing around it is that eventually we will say unkind things about how this, how the star of this, how the star of this uh, uh, movie appears and her appearance and her looks and her demeanor and uh, we'll just say she's had uh, a lot of plastic surgery. She looks like a bloated the bloated corpse of a of uh, of, of a, a Barbie, Barbie doll. doll. And they, they she's say that as she looks dumb as a rock. She uh she is best described as if weird Barbie from the Barbie movie was really like really weird. It's really um, bad. She she she's in another movie called called Robo Woman. She's <laughs> she's she's kind of like a background actress. And she has had like experience in like super duper minor roles, but like, my God, she, like in like like these movies and like I, I believe her husband is the director. Yes, and she's married to the abusive asshole in the movie, um, um, who was also the director. I love the yeah, synopsis he, for this movie on Amazon. It says a battered wife on the run, seeking her paradise, finds that paradise isn't always. Full stop. Always what? That's paradise oh. isn't always. Full stop. There's a period there. That's it. Okay, <laughs> that's not a sentence. It might end <laughs> with that's, a period, but that's, that's how not the, a that's sentence. what the movie feels like, though. <laughs> like what? What? what okay, so mean? all right, so the movie starts. Okay, we <laughs> we 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 got to get this train on the tracks. The movie starts. <laughs> the movie starts and she's driving through town, listening to like this this some public domain country song and white she's bird, driving her kia. White bird must fly or she will die <laughs> she's driving her kia and then we get uh, this this close this the most unflattering well there's no flattering angle to shoot this woman from um imdb and just like, nothing like, is Ooh. at it seems after the amazon bit thank you citizen yeah. okay that's still that's still then, like, make sense it shows like the and she picks up the the first of two hitchhikers, um, and then they have like this this inane conversation that goes nowhere until blonde lady kicks younger blonde lady. I was like, okay, hot, it's getting late. I'm gonna stop for the day. It's late. Get the hell out of my car. Okay, so she fo's and we have a flashback about her husband saying, "I thought I told you not to buy these things. You don't need these things. I want you to return these things to the store." And she's like, "But I need these things. I need them." And then he's like, "Shut up, woman!" And the most, <laughs> like, okay, so the the this this slap this this act of spousal abuse. Is I like I I can't describe it. Like you have to see it. 
Like he backhands her, but like there's like clearly doesn't hit her at all. No, not even like close. The, like 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 the way that like it's edited and cut and the sound effect, the way it's shot, like way it all it all comes together. It's just like it's it's chef's kiss of just like what just happened. It's almost like the car crash in replica. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, that's like really like it's it's not comparable, but it's also the perfect comparison because it's like you can't really but it's like but I Riff Tracks posted a video today. If that argument went on for ten <laughs> yes. minutes, I highly suggest edit, edit, everybody edit. go to the Riff Tracks so funny to the, to the Riff Tracks YouTube channel and watch that video it's of them so arguing <laughs> that argument that we were just talking about where they stretched out for ten minutes. My God. Um, so we have that and then we, we find, and like, she's driving still and like, there's no indication that a day has passed. Yeah. She's wearing the same and clothes. She picks up, and yeah, she's wearing the same clothes and she picks up another hitchhiker. The first one was blonde. <laughs> this one is she's a, brunette. a brunette. And yep. this one's like, like this one's kind of, she's like, I think she's the dumb one and she's an actress and she recognizes, um, old plastic face over here. And oh, old, old, I don't want to say duck lips. Like, like uh, okay, I, I, guys, I'm sorry. That's, I, I feel so bad, but it's, you guys need to look at this woman, and you'll understand. Yeah, <laughs> but um, she's be like, hey, aren't you that old actress? Us beautiful folks got to stay together. I'm. This, this is how this is how the woman talks. Beautiful people have to stick together. She says together. that like eight times in this I scene. I think it's okay. So it's like a valley girl who doesn't know she's a valley girl trying to do <laughs> a, a bad imitation of a valley girl. Yeah, she has that really so, bad affectation. And then out of yeah. nowhere, she's like, "Can I kiss you?" And she's yeah, like, "Yeah, that was um, very strange." Sure. And then she reaches over and kisses her, and then she immediately freaks out that she kissed her. Like. She's like, what's wrong with you? Get out of my car. I have to get out. I'm very tired. And then like, okay, so she <laughs> kicks her out. The second hitchhiker she kicked, she's kicked out of her car in as, in as many scenes. Yes. And then um, and then is this when we get the line where she's like talking about how she's just trying to find her paradise? And then yeah, she sees like, the I sign for the this, town I watched this movie paradise. like four days ago. And she's like, oh, look, I'm trying to find my paradise. And here's this town called Paradise. And, oh, here's the Paradise Motel. And she, like, pulls in. And then we see Mel Novak, who's reading a book about human taxidermy. Written With by, the Vitruvian man on the cover. Written by Norman Bates. In case nobody oh, else noticed that, that little detail. Oh. Is it a the joke? author is Norman Bates. I believe it's a it's joke a, because then he's talking to, to his be. mother, who in this scene sounds like she's literally voiced by Alexa. It, wait, wait. Oh, okay, but I mean, so that so we have like a mummy. Oh, is that Mel Novak? <laughs> it's Mel Novak. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's like the Lucius the other person with an insane of amount ties. of of uh, plastic surgery. Yeah, it's real bad. So they have a scene. I don't remember what was said, but then we go to this bar where oh, he, the two hitchhikers. She wants a room, and they, they're they almost full, and they only have one room right next to the manager's room, and then he winks at her, 
in the creepiest looking wink I think we've ever seen in Rift Tracks. Didn't didn't he say wasn't there wasn't there something in the movie about like like there was some question about whether or not she could stay at the motel and like or something there was something about she needed a place to stay and like this is like that's what motels are for and like there was some kind of argument about like what makes you think you can stay here or something i don't well, know she needed cash and she's like digging through her purse and she pulls out this big old knife and he's like uh what are you gonna do with that knife and she's like oh this is just in case a man comes up and makes unwanted moves and he's oh, i like, believe that's called okay. a threat <laughs> But anyway, uh, let's go to the bar scene. Let's yeah. move this along. <laughs> so they, they go to this bar that's like in like some self-storage unit that they're renting out for the for the shoot. Um and uh they have this guy who like he just <laughs> sitting on a stool acoustic set uh, unamplified playing his set and he's credited but he's like, you know, He's not particularly attractive, but he's the best-looking guy in the movie. I think <laughs> most attractive, most attractive male. I mean, I mean, I don't know how would I know, but uh, both of the like, hitchhiking uh, girls are in there wearing yeah, the exact his, same. And they're both wearing the same dress. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's like, and then there's like it cuts to human taxidermy. Texan Mel Novak who's sitting there with i guess the woman is his his mother but they're like the same age or she's younger than him <laughs> she looks younger and than she him. looks like she looks drunk or pretending to be drunk and then like she like wavers out of it and then snaps back into like her drunkenness <laughs> it's so, it's so weird and then we have this very strange bartender lady who like didn't know <laughs> any of her like lines she's like romanian too yeah. like she's definitely from eastern europe somewhere and then we have like this cowboy dude who <laughs> wants, for some reason, wants to have sex with our main character. And I'm sorry, no, because she's the main like, character. That's why that happened. Yeah, like, That's it. So, like, so anyway, so she gets a beer from the, the bartender, and the mug yeah. is like this big, and it's filled maybe twenty percent of the way. It's not. And then she leaves. She goes back to the hotel. She has a full bottle of beer. And yep. the saddest hamburger I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally like maybe, maybe an inch thick. The whole thing. It's just beef and and bun. And it's like the it's just squished down and flattened. And it's it just is pathetic. She takes one little fake bite out of it. Yeah, okay, I was about to say, don't, don't say she took a bite, because she did not. <laughs> she did not. She did she not. A bite, fake she, bite. she did not take a bite into that tiny hamburger. She didn't take a drink of the beer, either. You can see it in the bottle, and it never even gets close to her mouth when she tips it back. But, And then but, she goes and, on and, to take, like, a five-hour-long shower. Yeah, that, okay, that, that shower scene where she's, like, missing her nipples. I don't even know what to make of that. I really don't. It well, was she baffling. spent, like... 10 minutes before that brushing her hair which they make a joke saying that even the hair it looks like she had plastic surgery yeah. on it and she's like brushing it in the, and it's an insane she's like pulling it in front of her face and just like like going crazy on it, just like okay now brush like, okay now I, okay 
Let me okay as 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 a long hair person, not a vagina person, but as a long hair person, I happen to know that like the ends of your hair can get rough. Okay, and you do need to give it a little attention, otherwise you, it gets all natty and stuff, and that's why you use conditioner and you comb it regularly. So, I mean, I get it, but she was just like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, it was, she was really going to town, man. And then yeah. uh, while she's in the shower, cowboy guy shows up trying to find her. Uh, Mel yeah, Novak like, chases he's, him he's, off he's from the desk go. with a stick. Yeah. It's like uh, go then, like go upstairs and do trucker's woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's what well that's what he attempts to do. He finds her yeah. room somehow and he's sitting there like trying to open the door and he gets his hand in and then the door gets shut on his hand. Somebody who we 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 presume somebody pushes him back out which we presume is plastic surgery lady. Yeah. But it's no. Not, uh, it's the later, brunette. It's it's, it, it, it's brunette. She's there in like um It looks like wedding night lingerie. Her, yeah, her lingerie. I came it's like up with wedding night lingerie. I, it's like white. Yes. Like, it yeah. would go under a wedding dress. She has this little red masquerade mask on, and she's carrying a knife. Yeah, she's got her eyes wide shut. And she, what did stuff going? She, like, how did she get stabbed? How did she, because the lady was still in the shower. I don't know. It did she make just, any like, sense. like, I think stumble and just like, thing. oops, like. <laughs> I think maybe it's one of the Hotel California demons. I don't know, dude. It's um, but I came up with a joke, and I want to run. I I want to run run this by our audience and by you, Jeremy. Okay. Um, and I think it's pretty funny, but it's just like um, but if you just want to like offend a lot of people, um, I said like, we how come we, can't we don't edit here, Dave? Just remember. That. Okay. Well, no, but like. <laughs> It's not it's not like that, but it's just like how come nobody caught like I just think it would be funny like if like a comedian or somebody be like, you know, how come we don't call lingerie slut pajamas? <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Okay, well she was definitely that, wearing that. Yeah, well I mean like I I ran that joke by my sister and she said because not everybody who wears lingerie is a slut. And I'm like, well, okay. I, I I suppose, but like you're missing the you're missing the point where the term slut pajamas is kind of funny to hear and say. So, yeah. Um, one other thing I want to mention really quick because I just remembered this fact: this movie came out last year. Oh yeah, it came out in 2022, and it it honestly, if you guys, if and this is related to what you're saying, yeah. If you guys want to see another one of this actress's uh, movies, but not not like see it, but just like get like a taste for it, go to YouTube and Google Red Letter Media Robo Woman and watch the section of the best of the worst that 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 centers on their viewing experience of Robo Woman. And that was made, I think, in 2019 or 2017, something yeah, like that. Yeah, most of her and, most of her stuff is not. Yeah, it's old. it's just like boom. she's been in over 200 movies like. But I think they're all like this. This is another one of those movies where it's like, how and why did this movie get made? Like, I don't know why this. Well, is this another like Russian know, mob like, money laundering this, thing? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of want to know who wrote the screenplay, and I kind of want to know. Yeah, like like you say, like why this movie exists. But anyway, so um, brunette gets stabbed somehow. We should probably wrap the uh, the whole movie up. 
Brunette, Brunette gets stabbed. It's revealed that her and the blonde are cousins. And yep. I think and they had like a, their serial killer pact. And they picked a plastic surgery woman to be their victim. I don't know why they just didn't kill her in the car. Yeah. And they, they end up, um, the blonde one ends up seducing the husband. Oh, yeah. And killing him. There's a great a great riff there too where he's laying in the bed and she comes up to him and he's like, So do you want to rub the asper cream on my joints now or later, baby? There's okay, so she stabs him. Blonde blonde girl stabs the director. In the name oh, of my the, God. Who's I'm her god? Kill you. That's that's what that's what they both say. Is they it both Pazuzu? say in the name of our God. Pazuzu. Is it Bob Ross? Who is it? <laughs> We don't know. It could be anybody. It's not canon. It could be Ben Linus from Lost. It could be... I don't know. I like Pazuzu. Good. But that's because I like Pazuzu. saying Pazuzu. I am Pazuzu. From the Exorcist, Exorcist 2. I am Pazuzu. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. That's, that's also... The what, the gargoyle thing from... Uh... Futurama. Yeah, Pazuzu, you ungrateful gargoyle. I do a terrible <laughs> But anyway, so they set it up like it's going to be, and then she she leaves the Hotel California, and they set it up like they're, like, I guess there's going to be, like, she goes away in the sequel mobile. Yeah, the blonde's like, I will I'm going to find you and, you and take you. revenge. Like, revenge? Yeah, <laughs> she killed the husband, and she she's like, she licks the blood off the knife. And Which says doesn't revenge make any is sense. sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very odd. The whole movie. And, then, and there's then. there's just weird like flashbacks that we get. Honestly, um, I felt yeah. like I felt like I was watching some like bizarro Neil Breen movie. Like Yeah, if Neil Breen like a bizarro was world a, Neil Breen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if if, if gender swapped Plastic surgery, bimbo Neil Breen. Sorry, Twitch. That's what she is. She's been in 11 movies this year so far. I believe it. Like, I'm just looking, and I'm scrolling way down, and I I just found Robo Woman in 2019, and that's, like, yeah, way down her thing, her IMDb. Yeah, that was just four years ago. Back when we started this podcast. Her her first role was Blade Runner. She I think she's like girl. an extra. She was an uncredited showgirl. That's weird. She was on an episode of Fantasy Island. <laughs> she's in the movie My Science Project. Now I'm going to have to keep, I think doing a deep dive, I'm have to keep I, an eye out. I don't know. I think doing a deep dive on this. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, it kind of feels like that this woman is not all there. And it really does feel like this woman was abused, like not in like the physical way, but like I think like abused, maybe abuse is not the right term, maybe exploited because. OK, guys, sorry, she, she 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 doesn't seem like she's all there. And I feel like yeah. she's. Her gosh is so bad. I won't even say it. 
She all of her lines too. She says them, and she sounds like she's trying to do a bad Jennifer. Well, she's doing a bad Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, yeah. Voice. She's apparently one of the priestesses in Big Trouble in Little China. I'm sorry. I'm just. Oh. I'm just now looking through her. Like that's one of. Like, I love that movie, and I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch it again and see if I can't pick her out. Yeah, I'm looking through her IMDb. Like she's obviously not been in a lot of good movies. I mean, she well, got lucky to be list. in. Oh man, do we have to? <laughs> this is what? Be... I'm just going through going through our list because oh, almost everything is horrible in this movie, and I say almost. <laughs> Oh no! But this movie has a personality, and I already know what I'm giving the personality for this movie. It's, it's yeah, I oh, know man. exactly what this movie gets for personality. Honestly, though, I think some of these are going to get surprisingly high scores. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, because this is, of course, again, this is our sliding riff track scale. Yeah, it's just based on the stuff that like we can remember. <laughs> yeah, it's usually. Uh, like we go stuff by that we've watched like the recently. Last, yeah, like the last and like uh, our favorite so stuff. Riffs. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we we can't compare this to Top Gun Maverick. This is no. not fair at no. all. Um. Oh man. Uh, our first category here, and uh, this this one has to be a low score just because of how confusing this is. But uh, the plot of this movie. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be one because yeah. I think, like, I think, if it weren't for, I think it could get a two if it weren't for the literal five minute undressing, combing, and shower scene, which just was the, like the undressing, the robing, the brushing the hair, the disrobing, and the taking the shower scene. And taking shower, well, the shower was really long too. Yes. It's very, so I very think long that time. I think it's got to lose points for that, just like it being in the middle and it not contributing anything. It, like it wasn't like again with the thing from Sharks from the Corn, it might have been different if she was younger and hotter, but she's not, and she's very specifically the person that she is. Yeah. So, um, she when was she? How old is she? She was born. Yeah, in I think 19- she's got to be. I think she. I think she's got to be at least sixty. Uh, she was born in nineteen fifty three. <laughs> so, <laughs> she is seventy years old. Yeah, I mean, you know, minus the minus the plastic surgery stuff, she does look okay for a seventy year old. I mean, I she doesn't look care. 70, so. I didn't realize she was 70. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Dude, I don't do that. Oh. I, I don't understand how that's. Oh, God. I don't understand how that's a good thing. Oh, my God. She was in Samurai Cop 2 with Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I believe it. Okay. Sorry. That just came up on her little sizzle reel she has on IMDb. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's playing a role that probably should have been for, like, somebody at least 30 years younger, if not more. Like Clint Eastwood in Cry Macho. <laughs> yeah. That is a oh. deep pull. <laughs> Whew. Okay, let's go on to our second point, the acting. Oh, God, zero. There was, there was not a single good actor in this. It's awful. 
I think it gets a flat the one zero. Character, uh, the one brunette killer cousin literally said, us beautiful people have to stick together. Have to stick together. Like 15 times throughout the hour and 10 minutes of this movie. Well, that's not her fault. I don't think that's the actress's fault, but I mean... No, but that but, falls under our next category of dialogue, which is also very bad. I think it also ha- I think that has to get a zero, too, because the dialogue was incomprehensible. Yep. Uh, cinematography. Oh, God. Why? Dude, this might get another... Zero. The thing... The- it's getting so many zeros. It's getting dangerous. Like, I don't consider this one of the worst riffs ever. It's, but like, as far as scoring goes, it's like down there with cats. Yeah, it's low. And but I think, dude, I, like, I don't think I have a choice but to give cinematography a zero. <clears throat> yep, I agree. That's bad. Same, same with this next one. Editing, again, like. Okay, that slap. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one just because that is chef's kiss. Brilliant comedy. Yeah. If unintentional. So I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a one just for the slap because that was just, that was so joyous. That and so baffling was, was something else. Um, effects. Okay. I have to say this. There's, there's there's a joke. There's a little bit. There's the joke when uh, brunette gets killed and they show the stab wound, and they're like, oh, that's why the burger didn't have any ketchup on it. It's, they put it all on her. And it literally was like this, it looked like ketchup on her little white wedding night lingerie stuff. Her well, wedding well, they, night. They got to return that to Dr. John's. Okay. <laughs> they, like, like they got to wash it out and take it back. Yeah. I, I it's, it's a zero. It's got to be a zero. It's got to be a zero. The... Now this one, this next one, I kind of want to give it a higher score, uh, just because I actually can remember it. Uh, the sound and music. Um, there's at least three songs of this movie that they use multiple times. One of them is that her favorite song that I, I can't believe they're playing it, even way out. You can't here believe in the you're playing a nowhere. popular song on the radio. The same song that the cousin. The cousin killers were dancing to by themselves in their hotel room in their lingerie, uh, and then of course the uh, the white bird country song, <laughs> "White Bird's Got to Fly or Else She'll Die." That, so really that was give almost sounded. the title of this episode. I want to give it more than a zero. I think it should be at least a two. Which for this movie okay, well, I won't. I high. won't argue with you if you want to give it that go that high. I mean, any higher, I, we we might have an argument. But... It doesn't have to be good. It just has to be memorable. <laughs> at okay. This point, uh, and then of course the directing for this movie the zero because yeah. man, like it might have got a one if uh, he hadn't had the hot blonde chick straddle him. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, an ass knife. anytime that happens to like a director, like 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 uh, like a director gets all hornied on by a hot chick who at would least not died, be into him at all. At least he died happy. No, wait, Maybe. he died horny. He died. <laughs> he died that, horny. That's that. That's, that's right. The joke there. So, um, all right, and then this one, which I think is going to get uh, full marks 
uh, character and personality. Uh, this movie gets a five. It has absolutely. to. Absolutely. It absolutely has to. Because, my God, <laughs> it, it might be the most baffling thing since Dangerous Men. I wasn't not... sure going into this movie how how I like I had I had no preconceived notions of this being as good of a riff as it was. Oh yeah, it's good. And I don't think it's like one of the, the best of all. Oh. No, 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 but it's it surprised me a lot. And of course, our final question: Did the riffs make the movie watchable slash save the movie? Oh, absolutely. Very yes. Yeah. This is a very yeah. Yes. No. I didn't have a bad experience watching this. Like, like Ooh. this is not like, like, like for as low as we scored it, and for as just like, just I don't know if we've been brutal in our assessment of this movie, but for as frank as we have been, this was not an. an it wasn't like Copper Mountain or Things or Copper or anything Wars like two. that. Yeah, I think. Like I would put this like in in like the pantheon of riff tracks. I think this is you know in the upper part of of the middle. I think I would put this above Winter Beast. I think as this far is as a that solid, goes. this is a solid B tier. Yes, probably towards the top of the B tier, somewhere yeah. somewhere around there. Good boy. I'm like like I think I think I think it's probably in the same as far as. Like where I would place it, it's I, I think I would probably put it in the same tier. Like I'd put it next to Dance and It's On in terms of just like what is ha- like this is just insane. Like there's so th- 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 those weird. are two completely kinds of movies. Yeah, but it's just like oh my gosh, that I, was odd. I felt this. This is a riff that, like, I feel like if I were to watch it again. Like I have to watch it alone. <laughs> like I just feel yeah. like it's something that I, I actually, actually feel like I shouldn't be watching it, but you know, I, it's I, just kind of weird. But it's I watched good. it a few days ago. I watched it the day it came out, and I was just like, and I watched it, and I was just like captivated. Even it, it does have a copper mountain effect. It does feel like it takes forever to get to the end, but I you're you're captivated the whole time too. At this, you know, it's it, it it's weird. It has a compromise effect, but I'm also just like captivated by like what is going on. Yeah, it's deeply uncomfortable, but you also <laughs> just like can't look away. Um, it's very similar I, to, to Dangerous Men in that in that aspect. Yeah. But the thing is, I I watched Compromise twice. I tried to watch this before the podcast tonight, and I was just I I I, wa- I sent Jeremy a message like I I can't watch this again because. <laughs> It just it's so apparent that this poor woman is being exploited that it's just like oh my gosh. But yeah, Jeremy, would you watch this movie on Rift? Hell no. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Hell no. Like I it's just it's it's seriously to me in the same in the same realm at least as as uh Neil Breen. They actually they actually name drop him. In this movie, yeah. in one of the riffs. Well, they're they're actually getting bolder now and using his name more. Yeah, because I think Breen they're, they're real. Yeah. Gwen, I think. Yeah. Was the other one. Because I think that they, you know, we, like we've all come to the realization, like Breen's never going to let his stuff get done by riff tracks. No. Like, I, I think, I think even if they did an MP3, he, they'd pro- he'd probably throw a fifth. Probably. Be- yeah. Um, but um. So, well, I don't know because then more people would be buying his movie. <laughs> 
Dude, trying to buy his movies is, dude, have you ever tried to buy a Neil Breen movie? It's almost impossible. Yeah, we were looking a couple years ago when one of his new ones came out. I remember we were trying to just find it just to be able to buy it. Just find the link like on the websites. Yeah, no, it's like you have to buy like a homemade like uh, DVDR (laughs) of no, like he home makes these movies like. I had to watch one of them. I can't remember which one. One of the newer ones. I actually watched, not a joke, and I'm very ashamed of it. Twisted but I actually, so, yeah, I think I watched that one on Pornhub. <laughs> it's, yeah, so, like, like, like that's <laughs> where you can go. I'm, I'm serious. That's where I watched it. And like, dude, I don't like that website. I don't like. That's not really a thing that like I'm into, but. But it was a place I could watch that movie for free, so I did it. And, like, you know, you have to put it on full screen, otherwise you'll see, like, the sidebars of all this stuff that you don't want to see. Yes, you have to buy the Neil Breen 5 feature film retrospective. Oh, yeah, I, I have heard about that, where he, like, teaches... Uh, who's saying no, that? No, it's, it's his five... It's five movies. It's five-hour and 40-minute retrospective film by Neil Breen of his five indie features. Not a documentary Yeah, but that's of the not each of, of the movies. Films. Yeah. But it's like a documentary like, where he teaches like filmmaking. Yeah, Which, I've seen... Who, who, who wants to learn? <laughs> He's delusional, man. What, what can I say? But anyway, the Paradise Motel. Would, I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure I'll watch this again at some point. But like I couldn't watch it again today because just like, like, like I said, it just feels like that poor woman is just being exploited by her husband, no less. Yeah, yeah, that'll be one to break out in a few years when we're just like, oh yeah, I remember this. Let's watch. Let's oh, I'm watch not gonna this forget this. That, like, I don't think this is something that's getting forgotten. I mean, it's like not on like the ghost house tier, but it's it's. Uh, I'm not gonna forget this movie. I'm not yeah. gonna forget this movie exists. Yeah, and it's interesting to know that. Uh, we both currently have uh, different ideas of what the riff of the year is. That's kind of uh, it's. it's well, yeah, usually nice our riff of us. the year. Usually it's this. Usually it's the same, or like it's the same ballpark. I know. Yeah. One time, it was. It should have been. You should have chosen Suburban Sasquatch because you went with Light Blast. But usually, I think that's probably like the outlier when we do riff of the year is that we usually pick the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, but right now we're kind of not that it's bad, but we're kind of far apart on what we think riff of the year is. Yeah, I mean, mine mine is definitely a hundred percent biased by. You know, oh yeah, previous, previous mine versions. might be biased because I like that movie so much, but also yeah, but I mean, what can you do? Yep. Well, but that's I mean, gonna do we'll it. See, I mean, like, but what's gonna t- what's it gonna take? Like, what movie would it take? Do you think, or what kind of movie? If not a specific movie, what kind of movie do you think it would take to come in and just like because you have to blow both Rad and Maverick out of the water? Yeah, I, I don't I know. I think what it's going to have to be something that we don't know about, yeah. like a, a movie just in general that that neither of us have seen, like a or, guy from Harlem, or, or maybe even heard of, or something like, like that. Attack yeah. of the Super Monsters, The Visitor. Uh, you know, those ones that come out and they're just like, what is this movie? Like, holy crap, yeah. this is amazing. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's going to have to be something like that, honestly. Um, yeah. 
maybe something really good, a really good uh, Christmas movie or something could do it for me. If, but it'd have to be like Santa it's happened Claus before. level. Yeah, it's happened before. The last couple releases of the year have have taken us by surprise. So maybe we'll get that. Maybe we'll get that this year. Who you knows? Never know. Only time will tell. We only have another. Uh... Oh my gosh! Six weeks. We only have another six weeks until the end of the year, Dave. Whoo! And then, well, I mean, you know, hey, but guess what? There's another one coming around. Oh yeah, it's just interesting that uh, I, I, when you actually sit to think about it, it's surprising that it's that close to the end of the year, even though, like, obviously Thanksgiving is in two days. So this year's been insane, man. This year has been so nuts in my life. Like, I like we, I could go on for like. 25 minutes about how this year has been just completely bonkers for me in good ways and in bad ways. Yeah. And mine some, too. Something like, I've talked about on like on some things I've talked about on this podcast, some things I will not even talk to about the people who are even involved with it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who it's, knows, it's, there might be some, crazy. some even better news coming down the pipe. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I haven't heard <laughs> anything about that. That's well, yeah. But, that's all we're gonna say. There might be something really yeah, cool happening in in Dave's life, like like the like those that that kind of thing. Now I'm just talking to Jeremy and everybody else listening to the podcast is just gonna be like in in total mysterious. Like, why won't he tell us what it is? But I think like in that business, um, things move kind of glacially. Yeah, and um, if it happens, then like you know my life will definitely change. Like I've, I've looked at what will happen if that project does get picked up by the people who are interested in it. And my life would definitely change quite a bit. Yeah. Um, just, just based on what I would have to do to become involved in that world. And it's just like, well, yeah. But that's going to do it for us, guys. Yep. Uh, that's one hell of a tease, isn't it? Yeah. I uh, think everyone's guys... probably figured it. Every, every, I think everyone might have figured out, at least in the ballpark, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, especially people who are in the Discord. Like. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's going to do it for us, folks. If you guys like the podcast and you want to support us, the best way to do so is uh, to drop us a follow on uh, Twitch. And that way you'll know when we go live with the podcast, which is usually on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, or as they used to say, 10 p.m. or 10, 9 Central or 7 Pacific. <laughs> what are you, Nickelodeon? Yes, 10, 9 Central what, what or 7 this, Pacific. What is, this, what is this, Nick at Night in 1989? <laughs> uh, but my uh, Three Sons after Looney Tunes. Get Smart. Alfred yeah. Hitchcock Presents. Yeah, good stuff. Green Acres, all that good stuff. It's the, the many it's loves the of Toby Gillis. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can you can drop us a follow on Twitch. Uh, you can follow us on whatever podcasting platform you get your podcasts on because we're on everything, um, all the major platforms, all the minor platforms too. And there's a lot more than I knew about. Uh, so that was kind of surprising. And if, uh, if you like us, you know, you can leave us a review. Or even if you don't like us, you can leave us a review uh, on whatever podcast platform. Just let us know if you're going to do that because we like to read them online. Uh, online. We've done it once. We did it once. It was a weird bot spam thing. Um, and uh, 
Yeah. And if you want to leave crazy reviews on my books, we'll read those too. Oh yeah. Uh, we can talk about uh, you know if you if you thought that the, the, the uh, monkey was too vulgar for your mother. Uh, I which, threw it uh, in the still, trash. Like, lady, I still got your money. Like, I don't um, know. Yeah, no, that's right. That, that's the thing is like with <laughs> with with reviews like that is like I've seen authors like well they'll, they'll, they'll like take screenshots of like bad reviews and like go to like their Facebook and like to me that was like but like that that's like the it's the only time I've ever done anything like that but only because not because I went to complain about it it's so funny yeah it's yeah. so hilarious that <laughs> I love that, 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 kind that, of stuff. that this woman is be like uh, like didn't research didn't do anything into like what the book was gets it get a, it's a physical copy it says the f word on the front on on page 1 three times and she's like well i am throwing this in the trash i'm like okay you for it Okay, yeah. you're throwing away your own Yours stuff. It does not hurt not. me. Yeah. Uh, you can but. also uh, head to patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast, and, you know, if you want to, toss a, toss us a couple dollars a month. We also have a free tier on there. Um, but uh, I upload these videos usually the night of or the next day of the podcast before uh, I rip the audio and put them up on platforms. And, um, yeah, that's it. You can find me on pretty much any social media at PB and Awesome. You can follow the podcast for now on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, at I think that's what PB it's called from now on, X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, it's like when Prince was the artist formerly known as. Yeah, um, yeah that's it for me. Yeah, and I'm Dave. You can find me on Amazon Audible. Buy my stuff. Uh, Son of Santa, it's Christmas season. Our great friend, uh, Colette. Thomas Flowers navigated, narrated the audiobook. She's an amazing person. Love her to death. Love her husband to death. You guys are great. Love you guys. Yep. Until next time, that's going to do it for the tribute. Rock till you die. Rock till you die.